What's up, humans? Welcome to The Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain. My co-hosts are Tesco and Rip Kinney, and we are all music producers, artists, and producer coaches. This show is where we discuss all things music production and interview amazing creatives about their origins, their process, and whatever else comes up. This week is episode 116, Seth Pearson on finding self-love and purpose. Seth Pearson is the host of the Love Amped podcast and runs a coaching program called Purpose Accelerator, among many other things. He believes that inner peace is possible when when we love ourselves, the problems in the world can melt away and that you have innate worthiness inside you and you're here to do great things. We discuss being intentional with what we choose to consume and what we choose to share, doing things that bring you joy, learning the skill of self-love, unpacking perfectionism, passing the point of diminishing returns, and tuning into your purpose as a creative. You can follow Seth at Instagram.com slash LoveAmpedSeth, and he is available at LoveAmp.com. Those weeks are down below, along with links to the song of the week that is Tesco, your very own Tesco's, Decide. It's a Travis Scott remix uh, on SoundCloud. You can get the full version. And on Spotify and Apple Music, you can get the instrumental version without the copyright infringement Travis Scott parts. Both super dope versions. Um, and you can find all of our Song of the Weeks on the Spotify playlist. Link to that below. Support our sponsors while you're down there, like Dojo TV, where you can get free producer live stream classes from the Dojo Senseis. Tesco's Patreon, where you can... Uh, get access to his discord track feedback private lessons and more the weekly download where you can learn from armin's or ill gates in his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 250 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month and guest practices where you can learn from seth drake at the approach institute he's the best engineer we know in your first class is free hit up the human music podcast.com if you want to find our socials or where else we stream but let's get on into this episode with seth pearson Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus, and you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Hmm. Human Music Podcast. I like it. What's up, humans? We back. Human the music podcast. Human music podcast. Bo, 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 bo. That's the title. <laughs> yeah. Back again, back again. And this time, like oftentimes, we have a special guest. Yes. And yes, uh yes. the special guest is my good friend Seth Pearson. Oh, oh. Oh my gosh! Welcome. Am I for real on this podcast right now? Is that what's happening? Yes, for real, man. Woo! That's exciting. Yes, Mm. sir. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the podcast, the Human Music Podcast. That is Seth Pearson. Yo, man, it's been it's been so good to get to know you over this past year. I love you, dude. Super happy for you. To be my friend in my life, and also now on our podcast. Oh, Super bonus, thanks, Luke. I uh, I had yeah. the lovely opportunity to be on your podcast last fall, and I I, I cherish that experience. It was very fun. 
You wanna you wanna uh, tell tell the people about your podcast real quick, and then we can circle back around to that at the end, probably. <laughs> yes. So it's called Love Amped, and it's a podcast about where people can share about their journeys with self love and how they have found their current level of self love within themselves and the the challenges that arose that usually initiated or inspired them to begin to love themselves more mm. and uh it's it is a hoot and a holler and it's uh it's a passion of mine to spread the message of self-love to the world amen it's really cool and uh, yeah, with that, I kind of really want to jump into our main question that we uh, that we ask all our guests, which is Seth Pearson. What is your superhero origin story? How did you become the awesome creative human that you are today? Amazing! I love that. Well, you know, I'd like to think that I I chose to come into this life and this experience, and probably because. You know, I figured it's probably worth doing. And, you know, at a very young age, I remember even at, say, like four or five, I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'm a good person. Like, I'm a good person. And I think having that connection to my essence and in the positive aspects, the light within myself helped me get to where I am today. And when I was around 20 years old, I would say I kind of had my my first awakening and touch back to that experience of that essence of who I was, where I experienced inner peace mm. in a very, very profound way. And and after that, it it's kind of been spreading that that message, that experience, that that possibility to others that inner peace is possible and that when one loves themselves fully that the world's problems begin to melt away and so i during my time of of being 18 to 24 or 22 when i went to college i went to college for game development and you know that was that was a passion of of mine as a when i was younger and, and growing up and at one point, I, I, re- I realized I, this isn't actually my gift in this life. And, and, and that my gift in this life is to inspire others to live a life of more joy and inner peace. And so after that experience of when I was 20, after graduating when I was 22, I found myself being very inspired by life coaches. And they helped me discover that I was not allowing myself to be paid as much as I'm worth, or that I'm uh, certain relationship dynamics were not the best uh, that I that I was in. And so I got a coaching certification. And from there, I was developing this, this virtual reality and augmented reality company. And eventually, I just knew I need to leave. I need to get out there and start my my business, my biz, business of not just, oh, Love Amped the podcast. It's Love Amped the business. And so I was able to take my podcast that I had started uh, after my mom passed away. 
um, which was the inspiration to starting the podcast to begin with, is she she ended her life. And, and so with that, you know, it was like, boom, dang, self-love. This is what happens when it, when it gets depleted with someone, you know, they take themselves out. And in this modern day and age, there's many ways that people could take themselves out without even realizing it. And so after that experience and, uh, you know, putting in the registration form for the LLC of Love Amped, uh, I left, I left that company. And ever since then, I've been doing incredible things. Mm-mm-mm. Amen to that, man. Yeah, I love, I love how you talked about you know finding finding that inner peace through self love and like being able to to melt away the problems of the world by by finding that self love. And I think you know for a lot of creative people, that's a sticking point on the journey to like living a fully creative life is is you know loving ourselves enough to even attempt what we want to do and then when we're doing it we get so many of those voices in our head telling us that we can't we're not good enough that 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 inner peace can seem so elusive and you know, I wonder do you have any like uh any anecdotes or stories or or methods that help people find that inner peace like when when they're caught in the middle of it they know they've got something bigger they want to do than than just the day-to-day grind but they're Mm. they're 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 finding all that self-doubt they're finding all themselves in that whirlwind what would you what Mm -hmm. would you say to like say a music producer who knows that their purpose is to bring music to the world but just is struggling with the inside the head parts love that love it so i got a few things that come to mind about this which is that being able to remember that you have innate worthiness within you so i as i said at the very beginning i'm of the belief that you know i chose to come here or i'm a i i chose to be created from the light, the source, whatever you want to call it. So if, say we come from the light, we have that innate worthiness within ourselves. We're here to do great things. And so like the embodiment of that inner knowingness and knowing that there are great things to come and that I am capable of those things. It's just working towards showing that externally out into the world. Like you always have that to fall back on. There's no, there's nothing that anyone could can say or do to take that innate worthiness away from you. And then when it comes to say the voices in the head, it, you just got to remember who you are because like, you're not the voices you are, you are you. And so if you know what you're wanting to create, and you have you you're able to stay centered you're able to stay focused and you're able to be mindful then those voices are not going to control you cuz i mean it's it might be a little interesting thing to say but those voices are not you mhm mhm yeah it's always it's always kind of helpful to remember too that like you <laughs> you won the cosmic lottery by a factor of like trillions and billions and so many zeros you can't even count like just being a 
on this planet, in this life, at this time period, in, in any ability, if you have an internet connection to listen to this right now, like, oh my God, you, you have literally, <laughs> think about the possibilities of the life source you could have been put into, like anywhere in the universe, and you are here now with the ability that you have and the means, like, holy shit, who are you to waste that? Yeah, um, I agree. Any universe mm-hmm. with the Human Music Podcast is clearly the best timeline. <laughs> clearly, clearly the best fucking timeline. Uh, but you yeah, I like that by having a self Seth Pearson around, right? Um, so I wanted to I wanted to touch. So like the voices of of doubt in your head. Um, I think that you know for 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 people that are already kind of like well versed in the mindfulness track it's a little bit easier to notice when that is happening and, and, and remind yourself, Oh wait, that that's not me. That's just a, that's a voice of doubt. But I think for a lot of people um, who, you know, are just not, not as up on that, being able to step into the control room of your mind, don't, don't have that trigger. Right. And I, I find myself, this happens to me all the time. Like I'm not great at it either. I need to meditate more to build that skill but for people who aren't like super super versed in that do you have any tips or tricks to like help separate those thoughts or like any trigger that could be like helpful for someone to be like wait that's that i should i should think about this yeah absolutely i I believe that one of the best things to do is is to say if there's a moment, because usually it, there's a few thoughts that, that can come up. It's like kind of like a little chain reaction mm-hmm. experience. It, it's like pausing, taking a breath, and just saying to yourself, like, I love myself. What would I do if I loved myself fully in this situation? And like, begin to have that positive self-affirming internal experience so it's not just oh what do i do it's happening oh what do i do it's happening calm yourself and remind yourself that you love yourself and that okay what would i do if i with my will did the thing that's best for me that I really am desiring that I am desiring. Do you feel like that's a muscle that kind of has to be trained or do you feel like that's something you continuously have to come back to and remind yourself, but it's more of like a habit that builds up and it doesn't get like easier per se. Like what's your perspective on that? Yeah. It's it's interesting because especially, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but before I started um, taking classes with the Modern Mystery School, I thought to myself, man, maybe the voice is just always going to be there. Maybe it'll just always be there, but I'll get better at like working with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I now know that it's possible for that voice to just basically be gone, basically have zero power. Like I walk around, my days now are that voice just does not really exist. And it's insane. It's amazing. Not everyone's at that spot. And I do believe that just with the simple 
like kind of mindfulness awareness of it all that it can be a muscle that someone that maybe doesn't go into the more like energetical energetic realm or metaphysical realm that if they just worked on i just i love myself and i know who i am and i want to be better and i know that i have an innate worthiness that i think it is a muscle it is a muscle and then there's just more awareness that okay that's that's just a thing that's just mm-hmm. a thing um i think for a lot of musicians and i know when i was starting out there's a lot there's there's so many repeated instances of like you love making music and you have this taste for what you want it to sound like and you enjoy the process and objectively the results are not so good a lot of the time when you're getting started out and i think for a lot of beginners that is the hardest thing is that you just have these repeated not hitting the thing that you wanted to to get to because you haven't built the skill yet but um is there anything that you can say would help mm. for someone that's getting like repeated like like getting beat down by that voice like oh yeah. man this is not what you wanted to make and like being able to work through that on a, a longer term to get to where you want to go absolutely and for those listening i've basically since i was uh 21 i believe since I was 21, I basically lived with music producers. Like my one of my best friends, his name's Andrew Knack. Um, he uh, goes under the artist name of Yuxi. He creates insanely incredible music and is now creating audio plugins because he's a freaking brilliant man. That's and cool. when when he started out, I remember those initial days of him making tracks, and he would get so frustrated at what he was creating like so frustrated and when i when i look back to that experience and something that you're describing is that there is an act of someone literally trying to find their their power their worthiness their joy through the end product versus mm-hmm. I'm happy right now. Mm. I'm good with myself right now. Whatever I create, whatever the final product is, it doesn't matter. Like it's going to be great once I get to a good spot, like with, with what I, with what I'm making in my music, what I'm producing, but you can't have, you can't like literally just push away the joy. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take the joy ball and I'm going to throw it down the field a little bit. Okay. Let's hope we get there. You'll never. Oh, get I there. fell short again. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, I fell short. Damn, again. I'm personally attacked. Dang. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. So I feel like you're speaking like, personally to my soul here. <laughs> That's what we do here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> And so it, it's, it's really, it's almost, it's a, it's a trick to the self because it's then, it's then creating a, a distraction or a, a, a roundabout, uh, not even a distraction, but a like a, a roundabout way of saying, well, this is another way to avoid something that I'm not looking at. 
Because if, if you're not joyous and happy right now, there's something that needs to be looked at. Because like it's in our nature to experience joy. And it, as I say, like a lot of my days, majority of my days, I'm just, I'm doing pretty great. I'm doing a pretty freaking great. And I'm, I'm in a state of gratitude. I'm in a state of joy. Even the challenges in life, it's like, okay, well, that's a challenge. I'm still happy. Like it's, it's all good, you know, kind of a thing. So if there's anything that, that say the creation of music is giving the chance, the opportunity to avoid something in life, it's like, it needs to be, there needs to be an awareness around that. And there needs to be like some honest and uh, like authentic look at oneself as to, well, if I'm spending this amount of time working on music, but there's like this much amount of life satisfaction, I want to be here. Like got to make sure that we got a full well-rounded life happening here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hitting me again with that last comment there. <laughs> I definitely feel that man. And it's funny how much of the journey is, uh, yeah, yeah. You're really getting me with the mortal combat, uh, <laughs> fatality Pretty there, sure. a little cherry on top at the end. But, uh, <laughs> Man, it's funny how much of the journey is just like that mental struggle and how we all kind of have to like learn the same lessons through our own way. Like the same stuff that me, Luke and Evan are struggling with musically. It's like all lessons that we we pick up on our own time throughout our life. But the the way that we learn it is different for somebody it might be you know uh uh being concerned with like how their body appears it might be your art isn't good enough it might be you know just limiting kind of beliefs like that you pick up and it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting how we all have to shed that and be conscious of those because they really like start to pile up over the course of your life and like create this kind of like weight and like pressure if you let them and like you uh have mentioned it's like our our natural state to be more so joyous easygoing and like in that flow kind of state those little things really create like a hindrance and if you don't pick them off one by one and like work on them it's like you know that little thing that maybe didn't seem like the biggest stress or that comment somebody said that maybe you felt like didn't affect you as much maybe it's like still lingering in the back of your mind and all those little like one percent two percent little like brain energy occupiers whatever are like just building up <laughs> in the background you know yes totally totally and there's so many opportunities in life for those to be allowed in those little negative energy pieces there's like from from family growing up there's ancestral stuff there's current modern day things there's yeah. a a billion opportunities every single day to go on the internet and then go oh look at that little energy negative thing that oh i think i'll just allow it to just go right here oh there it is mm-hmm. oh there it is ah oh, let's get another thing to be upset about oh very good <laughs> dude people <laughs> do just... wear them like pins it's like yeah. have you heard about this new thing to be upset about you should yes! share my pain and guilt it's like no I, don't, I never cared don't don't do that to me. I didn't put it. I didn't put the pin on my shirt because yeah, I don't fucking care. Don't try and put the pin on my shirt. I don't want it. 
Pin's a perfect <laughs> analogy. It to yourself. It is. It is. <laughs> and the pin, but the pin doesn't have that little safety backer piece. It's just always stabbed. Here, let me Dude, pat it. Whatever you put on your shirt. Ow. And you gotta stick each one in every morning. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> re-roll it. You gotta wham, wham, wake wham. Today's gonna up be and a look at your phone, like, oh. yeah, <laughs> man, that's funny. Yeah, the phone's like a little. It's like the little hammer form. It's just a little bit. A little bit closer into the. Yeah. Oh wow, that hit an artery. You can also shit. pull unlimited out of the phone. They just come out of the yeah. phone, and then you hammer them in. What a transportation device, huh? Oh god. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's like those are those are all choices to like actually take them in. Like, of course, like when being younger, it's it's hard because kids are just. What are they gonna do? Let's, yeah but as we as we get older like i'm sure just like myself i i bet y'all see a bunch of adults that choose to take the pins in mm-hmm. every day every day and and so it's becoming you know more and more aware that those pins do not have to be just proudly put on the shirt just distortedly distortion of pride and Man, I relate with that so hard. Like it's a thought I've been having in like the last couple of years where I'm realizing like some of my emotional management strategies are like, you know, it's problem solving skills that used to work before that were a little more brute force or just kind of push it to the back of your mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, Man up, just fucking plow through kind of thinking doesn't always work. And like, I I feel like not so like I've questioned like was I more emotionally resilient when I was younger and I think the answer is no and 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 you just get more in tune with like how that actually makes you feel and those little things like you you just find that like as you get older those things like really start to build up and 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 it's not just like those little like, you know, pins that you're putting in is not just like trivial little stuff. It's like actually stuff that you got to consciously emotionally manage because, yeah, you, even even if it's something that didn't bother you before, but now bothers you like uh, just a bit, those little bits start to add up, you know, like we said. So that, that's uh, yeah, something I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of years, man, because I definitely feel like sometimes it takes me a couple of days to get over something and I'm like, why i feel like i would have not cared like five years ago but now it's Mm -hmm. like i'm really even trying to be precious about like not letting little negative stuff happen like uh Mm -hmm. just you know keeping the peace a little more uh i'm trying to think of an example like not even in like a fighting way but like um just being in tune to those little things, not letting them happen, protecting your like inner peace a little more, not clicking on every headline, you know, for, for yes. example, or, um, just, just be having the awareness of like, maybe I don't need, I even need to like ingest this or into my world, like let it become like a little thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. man. I, I like, don't know. I love that. With what you eat, right? Like, Exactly. Yeah, and, and that eating of unhealthy too. stuff that gives us that instant <laughs> yeah. gratification moment. Mm. It's like, ooh, the donut. 
Like, <laughs> ooh, donut. the fast food, the hamburger. Like, it's there. It's easy. It's everywhere. It's cheap. And it is instantly satisfying. But then it just leaves <clears> you <throat> with a stomach ache. Mm. And then if you if you keep doing that long enough, it like really starts to affect your physical body and your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. If that's all that you're giving yourself where it's just like, man, it takes a little more effort to like go to the, the fruit stand and get some good organic vegetables and, and make yourself like chop up each vegetable and make it into a salad. But like your body and your mind will thank you later if yeah. you consistently and, and put- do that more more of the time. In all forms, it's in, it's so important to yeah. choose what you ingest. Like yeah, food's the like perfect parallel. Food, there. news, yeah. it, like any information. Like you said, like maybe maybe not People. clicking on that headline. Like if you click the headline and you read the thing, the pin comes out of your phone. <laughs> you don't. You still don't have to stick it into you, but you it's don't have to stick it into right you. there now. Yes, you can choose to have the pin not come out at all if you don't read the thing that you know is gonna put you in that mindset, right? So it's like you just it, and it's hard to say to say no to things that seem like there's like that they're not that bad, you know, like reading the thing. Like oh, I'm just gonna, I just need to know yeah, about three it, minutes. right? Right. It's not it doesn't seem that bad, but there is this constant toll of all those things. So, yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. You ever go on TikTok and feel depressed after? Um, Actually, (laughs) that's a perfect example of a whole bunch of little things after and it just like sucks up all your time. And you're like, huh, there was some funny shit. There was some depressing shit. Some nude shit, some just all over the place. It's just like just throws you for a loop. Well, the thing about like, well, TikTok is is the king of this, but like social media in general, it's just meant to like show you so many different things that provide a dopamine hit. And like literally your brain after having such consistent context switches into other things that are all super, super attention grabbing everything else that you do after that is going to seem so boring Mm -hmm. like because your brain has just been overloaded with like all of this like like multivariate uh, like attention grabbing content and then it's just like everything after that it's just like huh and it's true like every like when you spend half an hour on tiktok like you're gonna be you're gonna feel a little uh, about everything Weird after, directly yeah. after yeah it's been mm. 30 minutes on tiktok you just you just had like you know 120 different videos pop by oh, your face oh, way more you know, than whatever, you know the Which average shouts, person a lot of videos shouts to it's, anybody who's just like sitting here 30 minutes deep in our podcast and still <laughs> happily paying attention you are special and yeah, your you. dopamine receptors are really <laughs> special. special. Mm. <laughs> Long form, baby. You are special. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's really interesting because, say, those those pins, those those headlines, the, the information to take in, it's like, so there's that, that kind of like personal, it's just you experience, you and the everything in your room, wherever you are. And then there's going out into the world and there's the choice, the, the, the further choice is what do you talk about? And so it's like being conscious of, do you just talk about something that you heard earlier? Do you talk about what you're passionate about, what you're creating? Or are you sharing what brings you joy in life? Like, 
there that is another way of do you get to are you gonna are you gonna be someone to perpetuate a pin or are you going to just be bringing the light and bringing more joy like helping others not say if you're taking in say negativity and light throughout your your life your your ancestral line your as you're a kid as you're growing up whatever how are you contributing to others experience of positivity and joy and negativity in the world mm-hmm. which is very fascinating yeah i i feel you on that there's a lot of times where i'll be like halfway through a facebook post or whatever and just glance back at it and be like delete all of this i do i don't actually need to share i can just do some self-work here mm-hmm. let me like journal about this instead of sharing this with the world because this is not actually for everybody else this is just for me to work through right now let me let me work on alchemizing this little bit of negativity instead of vomiting on the internet that's nice. you it's are the way one to percent in the one yeah, percent that is, that is able to write the thing and then not post it. If I wrote it down, it must be worth sharing. Says, yeah, you already everyone. put in all that time, you yeah. know, <laughs> all of that thirty seconds. That's cool. Sometimes you just need that's a like five TikTok. Videos. I was gonna say that's like ten yeah, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Harold and Kumar moment where they walk into the hallway and realize they forgot their phones and they turn around and look at the f- their own front door and like, we've come way too far. <laughs> yeah. like, no, nope, just can't, just can't stop here. Just, just got to keep going. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, as I, I love that you, that you mentioned that the idea of be, finding like the awareness, like as, you're doing something like it's even then that you could stop any time when doing anything that is probably spreading negativity or is negative. You can just say, Oh no, you know what? That no longer, that's not me. Like I see what's going on. Like, okay. Even though maybe I'm upset about something, but you know what? I got this. I can handle this. Boom. Yeah. And then you just walk, you just walk, walk away like this. Look at this. Those that can't, that are on the audio. I'm just, it's just, it's a, it's a very slow. Carefree saunter. (laughs) It's just, there you go. Yeah. So then it's gone. We've, uh, we've started to unpack the many ways that you can let negativity into your life and, you know, hopefully help people step into the control room of their brain and go, wait, I don't need to. I don't need to put that pin on me. What are some things that we can do to cultivate the other side, to cultivate the positive side, Ooh. to like double down on things that are good for you and for the rest of the people you interact with? Love it. So there is this epic man of the name of Goodney Goodnesson. And something that I learned from him is that you can write down all of the things in life that bring you joy. Like you can just create a list and then you can literally just do two of those things every single day of your life so that you're literally more in a state of joy. And so that that's literally a choice. You're choosing joy. You're choosing the light. You're saying, all right, negativity, I'm not going to give you my attention. Come on. You just do things that, that, 
that make you happy, that bring that bring you that joy. And then from there, you can literally just share about it. Like just share your joy. Like, for example, for me, in the last year, I have discovered that I love biking. I got a mountain bike. I have a gravel bike. I just love it. It's amazing. It brings me so much joy. And sometimes I just simply share on, on Instagram, I'm out on a ride, and it's I'm loving it. <laughs> You're speaking and, to my heart you know, here. I'm, I'm a mountain biker of many years. Oh! amazing oh my gosh see i'm like dude could you imagine where i'm at i'm like two and a half months into mountain biking i'm just like this is the yeah you're having the most fun ever, ever. yeah <laughs> that's so good yes so good. <laughs> washington has a million rides they do what? um so it's so great and um and so i just i simply like share about that i share about other things uh, on instagram like other things that are going on like you know my classes my programs uh, the the sessions that I that I offer and I sometimes just share like I'm stoked I'm on my bike it's a it's a great time and even if you know one that just cracks a smile on someone else's in someone else's day or maybe eventually they follow me for like three months seeing I'm like having a blast on my bike and I'm riding around the Alki Beach or whatever and they say you know what I I've kind of always wanted to have a bike. I've never had a really nice bike. Maybe I'll get one. And then they get one and then boom, joy has spread in an even bigger way. And then they get to focus on the things that are bringing them joy in their life. And then it chain reaction, chain reaction. What are we doing right now? We're talking about positivity and how to live your life in a more light oriented way. And, there's there's this there's this kind of experience that happens that there's there's this experience it's like every day there's like the dark or the light and there's the choice you can choose it and eventually at some point in my you know in my perception my experience um my belief that there is then eventually so much light in one's life that you go I am aware of the darkness. Like I see it's there, but I'm here now. I'm like fully here. I'm fully in the light. And then it's from then on out, the rest of our our life or for a while or whatever is then showing guys, look at all this light over here. Look at how great this is. You don't even have to go there. Look at all this light. And then we're dancing. Oh shit. We're, oh wow. Oh, Wow, we're boogin' down. And then the darkness came and do shit. Didn't even do anything. Because we're just yeah. dancing. Dancing actually is the only surefire weapon against darkness. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's got a hundred percent critical damage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there's, and, uh, there's yes. a place where I feel like in that in that liminal space between like you know, being choosing to spread the negativity, you know, kind of unconsciously and then being in that full like, oh, I'm just going to share my joy place. There's this liminal place, this middle ground where it's like, oh, I want to share my joy, but I'm like worried about what the reaction will be because there's so many unhappy people. They might shit on my joy. What happens if they shit on my joy? Will I lose my joy? What if I'm offending people by being happy when they're sad? What if, what if, what if, what if? And that's, you know, back to that inner voice that's like, no, don't be happy. Nah, 
Let's stay. Mm. Let's stay sad. Let's not. Let's not make other people happy. What do you say to that voice or, or to that person who's struggling at that moment? Totally. Yeah. It's like I would like to think in most scenarios, if you're like, "Whoa, I got the big joy bubble thing." Yeah. All right. Cool. It's great. Um, that someone's muscle is like at a place where they, if there's little like ooh, 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 darkest things or like negative voice, uh, that they're able to say, "Oh." Ah, nice try. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. Um, and if they're having a tough moment in that <clears throat> in that experience, is one you have yourself. You can remember that you are innately worthy, <clears throat> that you are of the light. You'll also be surrounded by people that are more loving of themselves. Uh, you know, it shows. Like there is research shown by Kristen Neff. Um, who does has selfcompassion.org. Uh, there's so many statistics around self-love and how um, cultivating that, that inner peace, that inner joy, it literally <clears throat> helps be, people become more, <clears throat> woo, got a little throat tickle there, um, more resistant to, to challenges there. Whenever there is a, a, a potential conflict within oneself or experienced with other, that they're able, they're, they, in their own mind, believe, like, doesn't matter how they handle it, like, actually, like, in their actions, but just innately, like, they believe that they are able to take on and tackle those challenges. And so it's something that is constantly built upon, like self-love is a actual skill that can be learned. It's it's not something that either you have it or you don't, or uh, there's only certain people that can have it, or that there is uh, maybe specific like levels. I'm on level level one self-love. Level two, it's just something that that builds and builds and builds. And as long as you're aware of it and you're working on it, it can and will build up. And so I would say, again, if someone's at that place of they're in the light and they have that moment of self-doubt, I am confident that they would be able to say, oh, that old story. No. I mean, if it's a story, like, just think about this. If there is a story playing in your head, it's literally something about something that is not present in this moment. Like, it just is. Reality, it just is. I'm in front of this computer. We're talking on this podcast. That's it. <laughs> There's no other stories about what's happening right now. Like those are whatever's happening. Maybe someone's listening and they're like, I like, I can't even imagine like what another story would be about this moment that could like, so for, for me, you know, like that could put in self doubt and it's just, it, it's just not existent. It's not needed. Yeah. One thing I, I always go back to because it made such a big difference in my life is the book, The Four Agreements. And for anybody that's not familiar, quick primer, it's basically like we have these stories in our head, these rules, the things we think we can't do, the limiting self-beliefs that we've picked up over our life. And the book's like we always judge ourselves and punish ourselves for not being at a level of perfection on those things that is impossible to attain anyways. So instead of, so work on noticing and breaking those agreements 
and go with four new agreements, which are be impeccable with your word, which means don't harm yourself or others with your word. Don't take things personally. Like remember that what other people do is about them and their story, not actually about you. Don't make assumptions. Like don't think you know why things are happening that are outside of you. And then always do your best. And remember your best is always changing all the time. Like as you climb that mountain of self-love. So like when other people bring negativity to your positivity, remember, don't take it personally. That has nothing to do with you. They're not being impeccable with their word. They're trying to harm you with their word because they feel bad in themselves. And you can like let that go. You can be like, oh, I see you. I, I hear you that you're hurting, but I don't need to hurt for you. That's kind of codependency anyways. It's like taking on somebody else's emotions. And then remember like, to always do your best. Like if you're going and you catch yourself in that negative old story, instead of beating yourself up and judging for yourself for not being perfect at not judging yourself, <laughs> like they just be like, oh, hey, look, my best today was noticing 30 minutes into the spiral that I had started spiraling 30 minutes ago and I can choose to get out of it now. And then maybe next week your best is I only spiraled for 20 minutes. And then next year your best is I started spiraling. And within 30 seconds, I was like, you know what? Actually, I don't need to spiral. And then the year after that, maybe you don't start spiraling on that type of thing. And you find a different thing that you're working on. Like, But but giving yourself that self-love in the moment to be able to say like, hey, look, like I'm doing my best. My best today was this. It might have been a little worse than yesterday. It might have been a little better but like overall, I'm climbing this mountain of self-love. Absolutely. I mean, I the that. only true experience of perfection in this life is striving for perfection. And then recognizing that like that is enough. As you said, doing your best is more than enough. And, you know, there's when I was um, kind of studying around the experience of shame and OCD, there's kind of like this idea of perfectionism. And I mean, from a lot of things I've read, it it helped put things into perspective of how to love oneself when someone wants perfection in their life. And, you know, I've found a new way to look at this, which is that you know, perfection used to be a negative thing. I would hear it and I'd be like, Ooh, perfection is not good. Oh, perfectionism. Ooh, ah, not good. But now it's, I look at it in more of the term of, yeah, perfect is, is great to strive for. And that literally makes someone perfect. Like that's the best that they can do. And no matter what, if there's falling short, if there is, like you said, like even maybe going backwards, what seems like going backwards, I'm spiraling about something that I used to not spiral about, or I spiraled for 10 minutes instead of five minutes. It's, it's okay because you're an ever changing person and not every day is going to be exactly the same. And so as long as there's that striving, you're striving to be your best, but you're not doing it to find joy, like in the sense of, okay, the joy is over there, the football. (laughs) Um, It's like, you're just like, well, I just want to be the best because like, check it out. I'm worth it. Yeah, I think perfect is a really tough concept for musicians in particular because I think a lot of people want their music to be perfect. 
you want this song that you wrote that you're like, man, I think this is the best thing I've ever written. You want to finish it so that it's perfect, so that it's undeniable, that the idea you had shines as well as it possibly could. Um, but the thing is, it, it just like no human can be perfect, no song is going to be perfect either. There's no way like you're going to get every single tiny move just right. Where's and, the album, Evan? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> the album, the album is done. Woo! Um, I, I do. Yes. Yeah. I, I know it is. I'm just, I'm just keeping you on your toes. Eh, no, that's, that's <laughs> hey, what we're here for. Personally. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not. <laughs> I'm not nice. because it, in my, in my view, um, it, it is, you know, as, as about as good as I could have made it. And that's perfect enough. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I had like kind of a little saying that I like to, to live by, which is I, I want to do uh, the minimum amount of work to get the maximum result. Right. So mm-hmm. if I need to get an A in the class and that's a 93%, like I'll do all of the work to get, a, a, you know, at least a 93 and if I got a 93, I don't need to do extra credit. Like, no, like, like you want to do, you don't need to push yourself so far that you're like wasting time to get a negligible improvement. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's the same thing with music, right? Like you do as much work as you could possibly do to make it as good as you can, but there, like, you have to know when the diminishing returns start, mm-hmm. like, it's done um and so that concept that concept of perfect really i think it takes a long time for people in any creative endeavor to like get comfortable with what their version of done perfect is like contextually and it's different for every skill level and it changes for you on a daily basis based on you getting better but there is always this sliding scale and like building the muscle of like, when is it perfect enough? Um, mm-hmm. But not literally perfect. And so I guess a question for you regarding that is like, are there any like things or reminders or, or context that you can put yourself in to like get perfect enough? Like what, how do you understand that? Oh, Interesting get perfect enough like or, or just and, like yeah just in general i and i, I want to share two examples of even say the the masters of the craft like having mistakes uh so i would say you know one could say i would in my view dead mouse and taiko are pretty well known hmm. like producers in the space indeed and um I believe uh, one of more recent Dead Mouse tracks uh, called uh, "Bridged by a Light Wave" uh, that has, I think, Kaiza in it. I noticed on the, th- I think it was like the third chorus or something like that during like one of like Kaiza's like main like vocal lines. I was like, "Is that a, was that a, a few blips of a metronome in the background that I heard mm. in like the final release track?" And I like went back and I'm like. I definitely, those are those two metronome hits, like right there. Like, that's insane. Like, it's just there. It's like, it's subtle, but it's there. And I'm like, whoa, Dead Mouse, like, you know, like perfecting 
synthesizer sounds and the mixing and the mastering like is you know there it is and like is that a is that a bad thing no it's fine it's fine like another example Tycho. i think he had a is it was his um third album awake i believe uh and i think it's on the opening track which i think is called awake um and uh this one is is one that i read um in an article after the fact which is that he literally in his like um in his DAW, like in the in the project itself uh he had the <laughs> the repeating of his like I think it was like a backup synth, like that was like doing kind of like a counter melody thing or something like that. And he just straight up duplicated the track one too many times. Like, and so in the song, the finalized song, you can hear in the background, like it doing a rhythm that he just, it, he did not mean for it to do like when it's literally starting the next section of a song. And it's like, that's out there. That's pressed on vinyl. Like, like that's how it is. And is that, is there anything wrong? No, it's fine. You did his best. And so, okay. So you're, you're asking also like, what are some examples of like, what's, what's good enough? Like how to find that, that realm of good yeah. enough. So it's not just, I think someone, my friend knack, he used to call that, uh, what's called ant fucking, I think. Oh yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Um, which is like, I, I like the, to think the essence, like, does the creation touch upon the essence of what you were trying to, trying to manifest, trying to create and being really, uh, you know, in tune with, is that the essence of what I was, what I, what I was wanting to create? Okay. Am I there? Yes. Then like move on. And maybe I know in the realm of like music creation, there's like the potentially there can be the initial creation process of the song. Maybe you want to, okay, I'm going to create the song in like 24 hours or something like that. Like get the bare bones out there, like get, get the thing and then refine it from there. Maybe do one more pass, like get in the realm of being, uh, to like care when you're in the project, like I care about this, it's doing great, but then not being so attached to it that there's not, that there isn't the ability to actually create or move on or like create the next thing. Uh, and of course that's, that's important for, for everyone to find what that balance is for them and like to develop that discernment in the creation process. Mm, yeah. Yeah, finding that place of good enough so that you can move on to the next one, I think is really important. Like if we stay so stuck on one thing, one song, one aspect of that song, that we don't move on to the next song and keep living our creative life, that's that is passing that point of diminishing returns that Evan was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it's and that that's the idea like if you're working on the song and it's getting better and then you work on the song more and it gets even better and then you work on the song more and it doesn't really get better that's that point mm-hmm. All right that's the point of diminishing returns and for me that point either means like if you listen to it and you're just like i keep working on it and it doesn't get better and i i 
couldn't put this out because it doesn't reach my quality of standard. Like, okay, that means it's time for me to take a break on that one. Go create other things so that I can become a better creator, like skill wise, I can build my skills somewhere else. So maybe come back to this and see if I can fix it and finish it later. Or it's like, wow, this is actually like really dope. It's one of the best things I've ever done. It could be more perfect, but I don't know how to get it there. I've just got to put it out and move on with my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's good enough to press play on in a crowd of people. Most of them won't notice the mistakes. Every once in a while, somebody will be like, was that two metronome clicks in the background of the chorus? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I'd be like, yeah, I heard Dead Mouse do it, so I tried it. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to leave the metronome on in all my songs and print them. <laughs> just as a statement. Dude, it's another, yeah, it's another percussion instrument in my view. I mean, come on. Yeah, four on the floor. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> house music, baby. Now you're really going to bring out all the doll purists. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only make all of my songs out of metronomes. Yeah, I synthesize <laughs> every drum hit metronomes. out of a metronome, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make all that. Dude, I made this 808 out of a metronome. Um, <laughs> That's, that actually sounds like a solid idea. Yeah, actually, you got, you got me thinking here. <laughs> Some producer flexing is on the way. Yeah, right? So one thing I'd love to talk about before we get out of here is the idea of purpose and and how one might accelerate it. I'm teeing you up here, buddy. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? You know Tell how... Me. You know, you you have thought a lot about purpose, and because of you, I have thought a lot more about purpose. So I would love to know, like, where you know where your interest in that subject came from, and how you're manifesting it in the world, like helping people define their purpose and live in in their purpose. Totally. You know, we've we've discussed uh, so much of it in a sense throughout this whole podcast recording so far. Which is, you know, back then when I created Purpose Accelerator, which was about a year, a year and a few months ago now, I thought to myself, because I was talking to a lot of potential clients at the time. At at the time, I was doing one-on-one coaching and I was talking to friends, researching like, what are people searching for in life and what is like lacking And purpose kept coming up. And I I was really fortunate that I would say it was in 2017 that I kind of found my and touched upon purpose for the first time uh, fully. And it really comes back to just as we were talking about joy, it talked, it, it comes back to what are the positive feelings that you associate with being connected to your purpose. I thought to myself, what if I created an entire program around that? Because for me, as I said, most of my days, I'm feeling pretty good. Feel pretty good. (laughs) Really like in a joyous state, gratitude, feeling connected to purpose. How can I share that with others in a more impactful way? And so after having that simple question of what are the positive feelings that you associate with being connected to purpose, I, 
I then, you know, created this group program, Purpose Accelerator, which helps people find more of the experiences and continue to kind of nurture those those feelings, those experiences that help them feel more connected to purpose. And with that, we've run this program three times now. We're at the end of the third time. And it's been so successful. The sense of people are living better lives. They are in better relationships. Some people have quit their jobs. Some people have started their own businesses. And they're they're living and and as you said luke you know you're thinking about it a lot more these days you know you're bringing more awareness to it and it's it's simply amazing because if if one is truly connected to to their purpose in this life they're gonna they're gonna remember like how much positivity and love enjoy that that there is possible to experience in this world Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i think i think that really does connect a lot of things together like living in your purpose like gives you the the why for why we're doing each thing right and gives us this kind of like once we have that that understanding of like how how does living in purpose feel what does it look like what you know how can i continually better define what I feel my purpose is, even if it's like a working definition that we update, which, you know, that's, that's real. That's fine. Um, Like having that really helps us connect to living, you know, doing things that bring us joy. It really has us connect to the self-love because it is self-love to like focus on things that are joyful and focus on things that, that, that bring us closer to self-love that um, and, you know, talking about like what we choose to share in the world, like, well, like I've got this purpose and this thing that I'm choosing to share really lines up with that purpose and sharing that, that purposeful idea brings me joy. And that is again, back to an act of self-love. It feels like that kind of is the, is a linchpin that ties a lot of the things that you've been passionate about and building upon together. Exactly. Oh, I love well put. Well put. And you know, from there it you know, it's it's only grown and it's and it's like I haven't stopped there, like from just creating that program and now co facilitating that program with one of my best friends in the whole world, Sean Walsh. Sean He's Walsh. Amazing. Sean Walsh. Uh you know, it's, it's helped me continue in my own training. And as, as I've mentioned, the, the modern mystery school is where I do um, a lot of, a lot of like my training, if you will, these days, I've, it's led me down the path of, of learning these ancient healing modalities to, and to be able to, to teach some of these introductory classes. Um, and has led me to, co-create this epic healing center in the Montlake area of uh, Seattle. And, and it's amazing. Root to crown. Root to crown. Beautiful space. Uh, we do meditations on Thursdays, which is really great. Um, and 
yeah because it it doesn't stop there because like it's it's only gonna stop you know stop uh when there's when we have peace on earth so it's like every day get to wake up all right how can i make even more peace on earth today like it's exciting it's probably one of the only jobs where uh if you're out of a job it's a good thing there's (laughs) shortage of work (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah which is pretty great. Amen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Thank you. Thank so, you. yeah, um so how can the how can the people get a hold of you and and learn more about your, you know, your offerings to the world and your coaching? Absolutely. So, loveamped.com, L O V E A M P E D.com, that is the hub for Purpose Accelerator, the other metaphysical services that I provide, like the Life Activation, which I recommend for everyone. It's literally an ancient healing modality over 3,000 years old. Like, it's epic. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, And it it, it shows uh, when I have my next classes that I'm teaching as well. And you can also find me on Instagram under loveampedseth. Uh, that's again l-o-v-e-a-m-p-e-d-s-e-t-h instagram is where i do my most posting i would say and you can of course see the epic bike rides that i'm going on these days mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know one thing that i would also love to tell people about and share which i think this is the first time this is being spoken into a podcast of some sort or a large large broadcast is that I'm moving to Colorado. Woo. Oh. Congrats. Woo. Thank you. Get Thank that you. Rocky Mountain so, high. Those that are in Colorado, I want to meet you. I want to connect. I'll be there soon. I can't wait to meet you. So that's that's something something that I want to invite y'all uh, to do. Is let me know because I'm so excited for this next uh, this next phase, this next place I'll be living. And so, yeah, connecting on me there. Um, I believe the, That's the Boulder I'll area, be, correct? Yes, Boulder up area there specifically. On the front range. Yes, I've yes. been to Colorado oh recently, so I want to show off my new yes. knowledge. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely, dude. The energy there is so good; it's amazing. Like just just driving around, like I, the energy is amazing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so, yeah, the next round of Purpose Accelerator is slated to start um, next year, kind of like early next year. And we're having the final Purpose Accelerator event here in Seattle for at least a while, you know, on August 6th. And so if you follow me on Instagram, uh, I'll be posting about that very soon. And I would love to I mean anyone on the Human Music Podcast, I mean electronic music has been such an important part of my life and 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 so any you know i just appreciate it just so much love so much love and appreciation Mm -hmm. and i gotta i gotta say i highly recommend showing up at the purpose accelerator live i'm actually unfortunately and fortunately because you know joy of missing out instead of fear of missing out have a really cool opportunity to dj elsewhere that night but i've been to the first two purpose accelerator live events and i had so much fun at the first one i had so much fun i decided to actually sign up and and participate in the second purpose accelerator cohort which was incredible 
I learned a lot, really helped connect me with my purpose. And then, uh, and then I got to give a, a workshop, a short workshop at that second live event. And so many amazing people there met a lot of really cool people at each of those that are now my friends. Uh, and, uh, yeah, highly recommend, uh, doing whatever Seth is doing. It's always a good time. As you can tell, he's just an awesome dude to be around and, uh, and he brings a lot of awesome people together, uh, in, in a lot of ways. So shouts out to Seth Pearson. Shout out. Thanks Luke. Right now, <laughs> Slash kind of like seventies disco. Yeah, yeah, like John Travolta Thanks, in in Saturday Night, Saturday Night <laughs> Fever right now. Amazing! <laughs> <Yes. laughs> wow, wow. Well, you guys, it's been such a such a pleasure to mm-hmm. talk about the the topics that, that mm-hmm. came up. I mean, there's just, these, these are some of the most, to me, some, some of the most important things to look at. And I just appreciate everything that, that y'all do the, that you have, you know, you choose to, to be connected to the, the creation of music and connected to your joy in that, in that way. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for having, having me on and allowing me to share share my uh, kind of beliefs and visions of the world and what I think could be of benefit to others. So thank Amen. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. Yeah. Appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And in, a, and in a way we always sign this out. You can do us, do this with us. We give everybody oh, yes. a peace. Peace. And a peace among worlds. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> peace among worlds, Marty. We, we told him it means oh. peace among worlds. Marty, just do it. Those are the spirit fingers, so I'm all about it. Woo! Yeah, spirit fingers. Exactly. We'll go with that. Yeah. Your spirit. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace, humans. Woo! Bye. Peace. Bye. I like it. Humans, thank you so much for being with us yet again. We highly appreciate you. Thanks for being here with us. And, of course, Seth Pearson. Make sure to go find him at loveamp.com or loveampedseth on IG. Hit up uh, Tesco's song, Decide, where you can bump the full version with the Travis Scott sample on the SoundCloud link below or the instrumental on Spotify or Apple. And you can get all our songs of the week on the playlist on Spotify. Links down below. Also, make sure to support our sponsors like Dojo TV, where you can get free producer live stream classes from the producer Dojo Senseis, including every other week we do a live podcast over there. And then Tesco's Patreon, where... You can uh, get access to his private Discord, his track feedback, private lessons, and a whole bunch more from the boy over there. And then uh, the weekly download, where you can learn from Armits or Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons, and get access to almost 300 more episodes in the archive. It's all just 20 bucks a month. That's five bucks an episode, and every episode that you didn't get to see yet, also for that low, low price. And then guest practices, where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He's the best engineer we know in your first class is free. Once again, hit us up at thehumanmusicpodcast.com to find our socials, to find our uh, all our links to our sponsors, and uh, wherever else we stream. But until next week, humans, giving you a peace and a peace among worlds.